0: if you really love non-corporate girls podcast make sure you join our private community on ZippyStream. this is how you can get our latest updates special offers and check out bonus content all free whatever platform you're using to listen click the zippy stream link in the bio then share with the friends so they can join too
1: if you already have a podcast, hello, why not start your own private community on Zippy Stream? Use our promo code, Non Corporate Girls, and we will both receive seven days of free marketing and promotion worth over $50. That's a win win. Again, use our promo code, Non Girls, and we will both receive seven days of free marketing and promotion worth over $50. <laughs> Diana, and i'm delilah we are the non-corporate girls with a nine-to-five and five-to-nine me
0: our podcast is a digital diary where we share our journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers creators and believers so are you
1: non-corporate tune into the next episode
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. This is episode 105 and we are getting unfiltered with Jamari Fox. So who is Jamari Fox?
1: So we're so excited to introduce Jamari Fox. He's a writer, public figure and mastermind behind insidejamarifox.com. His goal is to Taking his community, the foxhole, real deep into his unfiltered opinions about pop culture, entertainment, mental health, and experiences within his daily life. Starting off anonymous, anonymously, he worked on allowing his words to speak for himself. As his site continued to grow while working as a receptionist, he emerged from the blogging closet in 2019 by being featured on TMZ Live, where he continues to be a recurring guest commentator. Jamari's future goals are becoming a bigger media personality, writing and producing for television and movies, and also helping young writers to find their voices through their creations. His his first dwellings are located in New York City, and he is a stand of all things entertainment. You can find him on InsideJamariFox.com and various social media platforms. But today, you'll find him right here with the non-corporate girls, we're so happy to have him.
2: I'm hey, so partner. happy to be here. Okay, check that. I love that.
1: <laughs> you know, we just kind of do our thing. We be trying it, to do our thing.
2: It, it was good to hear that, you know? I was like, all right, all right, I'm ready for this. It's a good reminder, right? Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful always reminder. a good
0: reminder that, like, just hear your receipts, you know, everything, your hard work.
2: And I'm happy to be here with you guys, because... This is my first interview. So you guys are taking my virginity today. Ooh. Ooh. Be we gentle. Be gentle, please.
0: <laughs> we'll try. Too funny. All right. So on Non-Corporate Girls Podcast, you know, we always like to kick off with a positive note. So Jamari, what is your positive note for the week?
2: Um, I think my positive note this week, Uh, can I do month?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: So... I'm going to, I guess I'll, I'll do a a humble brag. I guess (laughs) Uh, I finally got accepted for Google AdSense after being declined for like years. They finally said, okay, you, you, you can be on our, we can host you now. We can sit, put ads on your site now. You're not ratchet anymore. So So that's my positive note. Just, uh working hard to get that and just feeling accomplished like wow I'm finally able to get something that I was declined like 3 times so you know that's uh that's my positive note
0: No we love that that's a big win for
2: sure Yeah yes yes
0: Amazing All right so We need to kick it off by talking about the obvious, right? You began your journey as an um, anonymous writer. Can you share more about why you chose to go that route initially and how you've evolved to recently revealing yourself to your community?
2: So, all right. When I first started my website, I actually started, it started from a bad date, uh, a string of bad dates, actually. And I was in this place where I was just writing and I didn't want people to know it was me because I felt like I was going to be talking about people and talking about things that, you know, someone would be like, I think he's talking about me. Wait a minute. Hold on. I think this is such and such and such. So I was like, let me stay hidden. But also I wanted to start something where when I write it, I want people to actually read it. Cause I feel like when people know what you look like, they take your looks and they don't, like pay attention to the content, if that makes any sense. Enjoyed. So I wanted to be as anonymous as possible so I can be as honest as possible. And just a lot of, you know, I'm from Barbados, so there was a lot of shame that I had uh, sharing certain things and, you know, being as expressive, expressive as I was on my, well, am on my website. And it took me being on TMZ getting that DM one day coming home from a corporate job from hell, (laughs) uh, getting this DM saying, hey, you're going to be on TMZ and battling with this. Should I reveal myself? Shouldn't I? You know, I've been anonymous for all these years. Are my readers going to like what I look like? Are they going to be like, oh my God, there was a beast posting behind this website. There was just a lot of- You
0: were so dramatic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's me. (laughs) Uh, You know, just- having these insecurities and yeah. then just finally jumping out and saying, Hey, you know, this is what I want to do. And I did the TMZ thing and it, it, it was great reviews and yeah, just coming out of this blogging closet, as I like to call it, and just being more more open with myself and with the world.
1: Yeah. How did people take to that? Like when you did review did you feel things change Did um, you know, the likes increase or the engagement increase. Like, how was that? Well,
2: I got a lot of people sliding in my DMs like, oh, you're oh, you fine. you fine. <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> still, you know, feeling very insecure uh, and very nervous because now the world knows who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like over the years when I would tell people, oh, hey, this is me, or, or share my website with people in the industry, I felt like not even felt like they were. I was often ignored or I guess people didn't take to it well because they were like, uh, this is kind of raw and unfiltered. We're used to him being so quiet and being this person, but behind the scenes, he's doing this this thing. Oh. Um, but I think a lot of people my community took to it really well and they are who matters to me. You know, my community and the people that I write about and will write to and, you know, tune into me daily, those were the ones who mattered. So, you know, hearing their positive uh, reinforcement about coming out of this anonymous world felt really good.
0: That's so exciting. It's, it always feels good when you're able to, like, shed that layer. And it's like, it it sounded like it went, you went through some transitions over time of, like, leading the site, kind of being anonymous and then working up to this place of revealing who you are.
2: Oh Lord. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yes. It was, it was a journey. It was a journey. Cause there was times I was like, you know, Oh, I, I didn't want to share. Like I was nervous to even share that world because I didn't think anyone would take me seriously being, you know, black and, you know, being gay and speaking about such raunchy things. And, You know, I wasn't like, like, I know what line not to cross, but I was still being very unfiltered, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people I felt I in my insecurities and in the places that I was going deep inside. I was like, oh, people are not going to accept me. I'm black. I'm gay. You know, I'm not white and gay. And, you know, usually white gays get taken to higher heights and are people going to accept me? You know, it's, it's, it's hard being black in in the industry and Mm -hmm. also adding on gay. And then you're talking about, oh, that man is fine. (laughs) You know? So I was like, I don't know if this is even going to work, but, you know, I had great friends that, you know, kept bigging me up and saying, you can do this. Uh, and you know, I, I just went with that, you know?
1: Were there any things that you retracted or or had wished to retract before you came out public? Because, you know, when people don't know who's saying what, you kind of get a little bolder in in what you (laughs) choose to share. Was there anything that you like, damn, I wish I would have not said that or not, you know, exposed at it? Um, no.
2: (laughs) I I just kind of was like, let's do this, you know, but... There was points where I was like, oh, God, I talked about how good looking that rapper was. You know, some straight males, they're like, oh, God, he's, you know, there's a man saying I'm good looking, you know, and getting all insecure and shit. It's like mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it made me feel like, OK, I hope no one targets me or makes right. me feel like, oh, this homo is talking about me on a public website. What is this? You know what I mean? So that made me very, very insecure at times. But then I said to myself, well, that's their problem. You know, like mm-hmm. if you can't accept the fact that I am saying that you're attractive and when I say you're attractive, more than likely it goes viral, then I don't know what to tell you. I might need you not to be in this industry then. I might need you to just go work at the supermarket and put a clip. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> like what do you want me to do, you know, I me mean, if you're attractive and I think you're attractive, then you know, that's a compliment ultimately. Absolutely.
0: Right. So. so let's talk about like the your world, the pop culture world, right? Like blogging and just celebrity websites have like transcended over a number of years and they've gone through so many different things. A mm-hmm. lot of them have been shut down, but somehow you've been able to really sustain yourself mm-hmm. through, through all of those hardships. What do you think has been the reason for your sustainability?
2: I'm very transparent. And one of the things that my community always applauds me about is that I don't speak just about pop culture. I speak about myself. I speak about mental health. I speak about sex. I speak about, you know, uh, whatever is trending in the news, whatever, I, whatever I'm whatever i interested in in that moment. Uh, I have a great community of people, the foxhole, they'll send me DMs, they'll send me emails, check out this story. If I get like that feeling like I like this, I want to talk about this um i 'll post it, and it usually ends up getting like usually when it comes to men and scandal when it comes to certain men that those are usually big topics, especially in the community mm-hmm. uh but I think talking about myself and going through issues of dating and corporate America and getting let go from jobs and you know all the things that i 've covered throughout the years that has kept me afloat and You know, sometimes I don't like, sometimes I'll say to myself, well, you know, I'm not like all the other boys who are getting the invites and going to this spot and that place. And they're taking pictures with that celebrity and doing that. But I think what matters to me is that I have built something that has withstood. This is like 2009 that Mm -hmm. I started this. It's 2021 and i'm still writing i still have people it is so it's such a blessing to hear people say i i started with you right i'm like you started with me in 2009 holy smokes and here we go you know and and watching people grow with me you know that's special and i think that's what makes you last community and just switching up not just staying in one niche you know
0: Yes, you community, flexibility, and transparency. Those uh-huh. are gonna be the, the things that you laid out there to help with your sustainability.
2: Yep, yep,
0: yep. Love that. So... <laughs> You know, I'm an avid reader of your blog, obviously, but we know, like your community knows that mental health is very important to you. Mm -hmm. And Mental health as it relates to men is a conversation right now that's like slowly getting the traction that it deserves, but Mm -hmm. there's so much more to do, right? Can Mm -hmm. you share just a little bit about what your journey has been and how it has impacted your well-being over
2: time? Oof. Okay, are we ready?
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, and um, you were intentionally chosen to be on th- specifically for this month because it's No Shave November, and in November, Non Corporate Girls loves to put a highlight on men and these kind of topics that are very important to share. I'm, with, you
2: know? I'm very appreciative of that too. I r- I'm really, I'm really grateful that you guys invited me for this month and on 1111, which I thought was really dope.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> um. So. As I said, I grew up in Barbados, and um, I grew up. You know, Caribbean parents are very rough with their uh, discipline, and I grew up being compared to so many people as a kid. Like your cousin's smart at math, and you're not smart at math. Why are you not smart at math? At least you're stupid, or getting beaten because I didn't know how to do fractions or whatever. And, um, going to school and getting bullied because I was softer than all the other boys and bad enough, I went to an all boys school. So, you know, I stood out like a sore thumb and I was not really into sports besides track and field. And I was an ace at like running, but it wasn't my passion. I would rather have sat down and watched people run than me actually participating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're forced to participate. So I did. But I grew up basically being emotionally bruised and battered by family, by people, uh extending myself to people, just wanting that love, wanting to be taken seriously and just being treated terribly and wondering what is it about me that I am not getting the same treatment as again, the other boys and the other girls. Why is it that I was so easy to throw away? Why is it that I am not as smart as my cousin? Why is it that I'm not as smart as the neighbor next door or I'm not as gifted as such and such, you know what I mean? And it took me a while to really like take the steps to even think about a therapist because a lot of the times as men, you know, especially in Barbados, like just showing emotion, you were called a sissy or why are you crying like a girl? Or, right. you know, all these things it's that- are so cultural. Yeah, like, why is it that, you know, I I remember being in school and a boy said to me, oh, you're a sissy. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> so I went right. home and asked my grandmother, what is this, What is a sissy? And she was like, a sissy's a girl. What, someone called you a sissy? And I was like, no. I was just, just asking, you know, I, I saw it in the book. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a lot of that and a lot of holding in my emotions and holding in things that I was scared to even share. And then feeling like I was attracted to other boys. And then battling that. So I'm battling mm-hmm. that, then battling not being smart enough, then getting bullied at school. Then I come to America and I'm getting bullied because <laughs> i I'm not I don't speak you know, English that well. Well, I mean, I I wasn't like coming from a country that didn't speak a lot of English, but you could tell I was not American.
0: Right, like you had an accent and everything.
2: Right. And then getting bullied by a... Going to a private school and then getting bullied by a Black boy who was trying to impress the white kids, you
0: Mm -hmm. know? So
2: my views of that was, was very, you know, different. And then getting rescued by Black girls who took me under their wing and protected me. And, you know, being closer to girls than boys because I didn't trust boys by the way they treated me. And then I'm attracted to boys too. You know what I mean? So it was just a lot Yeah,
1: it was a lot of complications. Like, right. was, like <laughs> was a lot of
2: layers. Like can I get off this roller coaster please? Like Vivian Green emotional roller coaster. I'm in the front <laughs> seat. You know what I mean? And just feeling just all these things and You know, uh, going through the years, just thinking I can solve my own problems Mm. and consistently finding myself being attracted to the same energies that abused me. Right. You know, so actually in 2020, you know, during the pandemic and just at my lowest point and speaking to great friends, Yanni, I'm looking at you (laughs) and saying, I think you need to see a therapist. And, you know, in the community, in the Black community, you often refer to that as being crazy. Like, oh, you're seeing a therapist, so something's wrong with you. You're not, you're not, you're not well. But I'll be honest with you, a lot of Black folks are not well because a lot of us are suffering from generational curses and things that were passed Mm -hmm. down and our parents abusing us and, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, I always want, I always am researching and reading books on trying to be a better person and trying to heal stuff and going to therapy actually really helped that. So, you know, now I'm a different human being because of just all the things that I was able to release in therapy and just dealing with so much trauma that I've, uh, I've faced throughout the years. Um, it was really helpful. You know,
1: that's amazing that you share that and that you even took the, the steps to, to realize that there was something that you needed to channel and kind of work through because even getting past that part is is difficult for some people to acknowledge oh, that there's yeah. something deeper,
2: you know? Especially with guys. Guys are just very like, I'm good. I'm i I'm, I'm all right. I'm chilling. You know, I don't need no therapist. Yeah. What you trying to say? I'm crazy? Yeah, you are right. crazy.
1: Or feel they can like handle it themselves, which then brings me to my next point with this journey mm-hmm. of you trying to um, you know, resolve those traumas and issues and learn why you are the way you are and mm-hmm. why you navigate life in such a way. Mm-hmm. Um, in the spectrum of how we have evolved as a society, social media has been added to the mix. Ugh. And it, you know, it's a big part mm-hmm. of our lives now. But mm-hmm. for some, especially the the ones who are, of, uh, you know, a weaker experience in that mm-hmm. things that happen on social media really get um, internalized. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel that, you have not been able to navigate your social media presence and how have you been able to manage it, especially between last year and now?
2: Well, I will say, uh, social media has been the devil that has haunted my life. Okay. Uh, Uh, social media has this thing where you'll go on there and everyone is beautiful. Everyone is filtered. Everyone has money. They're driving a nice car and you're looking like, Oh, that's not me. I'm a loser.
0: Right. The facade.
2: The facade. Everyone loves to flex on social media. The relationship is amazing. Oh my God. They went on a vacation. Oh my God. They're hugging on the beach and rolling around in the sand and oh, this is so amazing. I love and you're sitting here like, Well, I'm single. What's wrong with me? I want that. And then for me, because I'm always an explorer, I'll go and I'll see that the relationship sucks. She's subbing him. He's cheating on her. She's trying to keep it together in public. They don't even look like a couple. He doesn't even look like he wants to touch her ass. Like, Just a hot mess. It's a hot mess. And I'll be honest with you, when I look at social media, so coming, when you look at social media through s- insecure eyes, everything is highlighted times 20. Mm. And you're comparing yourself to those highlight reels. Mm. When you look at social media, now, when I look at social media after therapy, I don't believe a single word anyone has to tell me. (laughs) There's only a few people that I'll say, this is real because I know them. But Mm -hmm. strangers on the internet, I don't believe a single word they have to tell me because half the time, and here's the thing, we gets down in the foxhole, okay? Okay. I have written about people and I'm like, oh yeah, this relationship is all great. and, da, 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 da. and Then one of my readers will send me a, a, a DM or an email and boom, somebody's cheating, somebody's dead. Uh, somebody is in jail, <laughs> someone's scamming. It's like, you can't believe anything you see on social media. As I've been told many times before, social media is not real. It's not real. It's just something that we can use if we have low self-esteem to make us feel good, those likes, those are dangerous. Because if you yep. see you're getting a 100 likes on a picture, now you have to compete with that picture. And now you got to get a 100 more likes or, or more. I shut down my personal social medias because I didn't give a damn what anyone else in my world was doing because I needed to get me together. And because of that, I don't know what anyone is doing because now I'm so focused on what I'm doing. But when I had my personal social medias up, it was worse because I knew those people. So I would see people getting invited to events and I'm like, well, what the fuck? I didn't get the invite. Or I'll see people underneath everyone's social media. I post a picture, half those people ain't underneath mine. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be into that. I was going to say like a curse word. I'm trying to keep it together, you know. I, mean, I know
0: we we curse on this shows. Okay, day. well,
2: I'm not going to be participating in that dick sucking contest. So <laughs> this this is this, this this is what you get from Jamari Fox. You know,
0: this is like, this, like that is so on brand. That's what <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> like I'm so okay. So I want to go back on two things you said. So I like how you pointed out the um, p- viewing social media from insecure eyes leads to X Y Z. Totally relate to that I get that we all know that social we talk a lot about social media here in the pod. social media you know it's the devil it's like it's definitely the it can be the devil for sure but it definitely also has pros to it too right and it's really yeah. about how you utilize it so I think going back to your insecure part mm-hmm. this is why you know I think me and Delilah feel the same way but like we curate our feed to the point where we only have like those positive vibes or those people that we know are, you know, really gonna come through. Because one, we want to make sure that we're not continuing to look at things on our on our stories or our IGs that make us feel bad about ourselves. Like you know, yeah. if, if that's the case, we really gotta figure out what the core is of that. Yeah. But also want to make sure that we're feeding our souls, you know, with the content mm-hmm. that we're get, we're putting out there. So it's like you definitely have to curate your feed. You know, to a degree that helps you be able to, you know, view social media through your the eyes that you're looking to view it from. Yeah. Did that make sense?
2: You know, it's yeah. funny. I just talked to someone the other day and they were like... I don't know what is going on in the world. And I'm like, well, lucky you. Cause I get all the stories. I am, I, I am involved. Okay? I know too much of what's going I, on. I know too much of what's going on that I'm frightened. <laughs> like I am in the midst of the jungle. I am, I have a seat and a table in the midst of the jungle. I am eating with the I lions know. and the tigers and the bears. Oh, fucking my. So I was like, how do you, what do you, how do you do this? And so she's like, I literally unfollowed things. And I only put things for my algorithm to pick up that I want to see. Right. And I was like, oh, so here's the thing. On my personal account, I was seeing a lot of, oh, I am not, um, how can I word this? I am not appreciated enough. On my Jamari accounts, I only get news. I get some memes but I don't get a lot of the negatives. Like I feel like I have curated my Twitter feed to not be as toxic. Although a lot of people retweet toxic nonsense. But mm-hmm. I don't want any porn on my feed. I don't want anything that's too extra. I want things like news because I'm in the news and in- I'm in the entertainment news industry. So that's what I want to see. Um, fine men here and there, I'm human. <laughs> so yeah. But I don't want it to be vulgar shit that if I open it up on the train, someone's like, (gasps) you know, and sometimes I'm like, (gasps)
0: I'm done
2: (laughs) because I'm like, Oh geez. What the, you know, but I want things that are going to be good. And I just started following this amazing website actually called it's an Instagram called we urban. Mm -hmm. I love it. Positive stuff and positive quotes so I just kind of want to be in that realm. And if I get news that I'm really not interested in, it's coming from emails and DMs. But when I'm on my timeline, I don't want to be like, oh, geez. But it's hard for me to ignore because I'm in the, in the, the news industry and in the yeah, pop culture industry. So the work. Yeah. So I have to learn to step. Like I've learned to step away, take a break. You know, I'm not blogging today. <laughs> I don't have the emotional bandwidth to even handle the news at this moment. Right. Uh, so I just learned now to take breaks because from 2009, probably to 2020, I was on, like wow. even just writing all the time. And I learned to finally just say, yeah, I'm good. I might take a two day.
0: Right. And you know where that comes from that mental health journey you've been on.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. right. I'm so with the guilt. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. yes. I'm feeling like, oh Jesus, they're, they're going to leave me if I don't write today now like yeah like you know here's the thing if people leave they leave if they come they come like this is people
0: your people are your people yeah my people are
2: my people you know
0: right so all right so switching gears a little bit you Mm -hmm. are an entrepreneur you've literally built this site from the ground up for over a course of a decade Mm -hmm. what is like some top-notch advice you would want to give to someone who's out there looking to create a path similar to yours in this industry um,
2: so a couple things, I'll say, be transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think that that is, because here's the thing, we're around so many people that are faking the funk, and they're often getting called out for faking the funk that it's like, why would you want to be that? Like, that doesn't really do anything. And then when you're presenting your brand to like a company, and you don't have any of those things. It's like you gotta now. It's like going to a job and lying on your resume, and then they put you in front of a computer, and you don't know how to even do half this shit because lied. Mm -hmm. Um, So be catches up to you, right? It always catches up to you. So I would say be transparent, be focused. You know, I think a lot of people don't. Your brand is your baby, and you're constantly needing to feed that baby so that it could be a healthy baby so that they can grow up into a healthy child so that it can grow up into a healthy adult. You know what I mean? And being an adult means you're getting sponsorships, you're getting partnerships because you're putting in the work and you are 110% giving your all to this situation. So I would say two and one more thing, build a community. I'm so fucking tired of people just thinking, Oh, I'm a star. I'm cute. Just worship me. What? You should always have a community. You should always have people that read your stuff or watch your videos or support your whatever your entrepreneurial whatever is. You know what I mean? I feel like people are so they don't build a community. And I'm often tired of New York people thinking that, oh, I'm just going to appeal to the New York locals. Um, Half the time, half these New York locals ain't even buying your album. They're not buying your book. They're not doing nothing. They're just showing up to drink free wine and eat cheese like you need to appeal to not the charcuterie platter. <laughs> you, you need to appeal to Donna in Missouri, uh, Demarcus in Ohio. You need to appeal to people outside of your local circle, because the people that don't know you and are fascinated with your life are often strangers. But. People just want to be like, oh, I'm having an industry event today. Come check me out singing. It's like, oh, great. The same 20 people that showed up here are going to do the same shit next week. You know what I mean? Like, you got to appeal to a mass audience. And I feel like, like, I have people that hit me up from Africa, from England, mm, wow. from different countries. Like, oh, my God, I read your stuff. Like, I had a, a gentleman hit me up from Africa who reads my blog secretly because the culture doesn't allow that, and it's been helping wow. him get through things. Those are th- that's important to me. Wow, you know, those are the things that matter. You know, Talk so about we're me. you global, to get- we Child global out here, open. baby. <laughs> we global out here, baby.
1: I love that for you. And <laughs> granted, we do need to get hot in our own communities before yes. expanding,
2: yes. but mm-hmm. you have
1: that wider lens that. Yeah. It's just bigger than, you know, this little droplet that you see. Like the world is vast.
2: Listen, before I even like I was, I, I used to do so many other things than writing. Like I was like, you know, I want to do PR.
0: And Uh-oh. I want to model.
2: And I want to do this. And I want to do that while I was writing on the low. But I remember going to events, uh the the New York local talent circle. No diss to them and them just doing the same thing and doing the same shows and the same people showing up and uh, i'm popping next week i'm releasing a single next week and that single ends up being the single for the next three years because they're not going into the studio and putting in the time to make a remix or make yep. an EP You're or doing right. this.
0: It's so, doing the work. Right. It's They're good. constantly
2: just listening to my single that I promoted that I I, I have out since 2018. Like, what? Yeah. You oh know my god, I mean? that's so true. Like, so I was all I, I was in that circle and it got boring. And I remember working under a company that it was like all these amazing ideas, but laziness. And yeah. Just like, okay, are you guys actually going to make this single? or are all just talking about this single. And then they come out with the single, it's hot, but it's a single that they've been promoting for the last five years. And I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. You know, there's no focus. There's no, all right, how can we make something else out of this? You know what I mean? It's the It's the same thing. And it was just, I'm like, I don't know how people do it, but some people do pop because of that, you know? And a lot of the times it's luck. You know, so. Yeah. Like, can it be sustainable? Over right. Right. It isn't because. And, it. and, and you can kind of tell. Of
0: yeah.
2: One of my favorites and I'm, I'm going to be 100. One of my favorites is Rihanna. While all these other girls was out here running to the clubs and, you know, doing cocaine. My girl was in the studio putting in work on albums and, and coming out with singles and kind of just keeping to herself. And, and in these business meetings, breaking and, um, contract deals. Okay, building empires. Okay, right. building
0: empires.
2: Now we're a billionaire, you know what I mean? And, and, and our yeah. girl,
0: our girl. Our, our
2: girl. Okay, cool. and, and And now it's like, you know, a lot of the people that she started with that- It's like I, where are they now? Right. A lot of the people she started with. They didn't have the same focus as her. You got to be focused like Beyonce. You got to be focused like Rihanna. You got to be focused like Jay. You got to be focused, hell, like crazy Kanye. You know what I mean? You got to be focused like these people because that's what people are looking at. If you can continue to produce, you know, if you can't continue to produce and you're just a a one single Andy, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Why are you wasting people's times? You know?
0: Who is Andy?
2: I always say that I'm like a, a Andy, one single like Andy, a rainbow,
1: like a,
2: <laughs> a skeptical Susan. You know, I'm always oh, giving. I've always given it.
0: So good, so <laughs> I can't. Okay, so tell us, mm-hmm. you, um, you know, you're a writer. So creativity, inspiration, is something that's constantly having to be flowed through you. Can yeah. you share any like best practices or tools that you utilize to help you feel
2: inspired? So I am beginning to think, I'm a type A. I am very big on my calendar. And I noticed that when- Now
1: I see why you and Ayana are friends.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, she is very together. That's one yeah. thing I got to give up about my girl. She's that very together.
1: Gathered. That is my get, get me gathered, sis. <laughs>
2: right, right. She'll be like, so did you do this? Uh...
1: Hitting no. y'all up with
2: the follow-ups. <laughs> right.
0: I'm done with the both of y'all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You Here's the thing. I'm I all for to... having ratchet friends, you know? I'm all for friends that are like, hey, let's go do some ratchet shit at 12, 12 a.m. I'm all for that life, you know? One, once a year. Or, you know, twice a year. Depending on how I feel. But you also need friends to say, I need you to get your shit together. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Quick, quickly. Okay. I think I'd like to think I'm um, that person to people in my world. But yeah. Yanni is that person to me along with others. And I like to say that I have a lot of people in my life like Yanni. I don't, I don't really have, well, I don't really have a lot of ratchet friends right now. And um, that's part of your curation, right? Because we yeah. the people
1: that we keep around. So right. they always say you are the sum of the five people that are closest to you. Right. Yes. And I'll be honest
2: with you, that life gets, it could be tiring. It's like, all right. We're doing this again in your living room. Cool. Like it's about 20 people up in here. What's the deal? Um, But no, I'm, I like when I'm not utilizing my calendar and I'm not saying block, putting out blocks on my calendar and saying, this is what I should do, or this is what I need to do. This is what I need to call. I feel very lost. There was a moment a couple months ago, I was not utilizing my calendar because I hit like just a wall and I felt just lost. Like. Really? I was writing at like nine nine p.m. and now I'm I like structure. I'm a I'm a, a gentleman of structure, or a fox of structure. I like to be structured. I like to know that my day starts. This is what I'm doing at nine. This is what I'm doing at ten. This is what I'm doing at eleven. This is when I'm taking a break. This is when I'm gonna start doing shit again. Like that's how I keep myself organized and not feeling like what was I supposed to do? Oh shit. I was supposed to call such a, I don't like that because weeks will go by and I'll be like, oh shit. I was supposed to call the fucking, you know, electric company, boop, the lights are off. Okay. Well, we didn't pay the bill. You know what I mean? Like I like to know that everything is laid out for my day and it also keeps me feeling very present.
1: Oh my God. I'm in the same journey and I totally resonate with what you're saying. Like,
2: I get it. I, I need that type of structure as well. Like, it's hard because, you know, there's people who are good at not being structured. And I mm-hmm. you know, I applaud them, but that is not Jamari Fox, okay? I need to know what the hell is going on with my day. I need to know that I am scheduling something with someone. And I like to know that we're supposed to go out on Tuesday. I put that on my calendar. I show up to the event. You didn't show up. So now I got to drag you for wasting my fucking time because it was on your damn calendar. If you know what I mean? Like, I like people to know, to be accountable as well. Like, if we are meeting somewhere, and that's one thing about Yanni, like, we, even going to the movies back back in the day, she'd be like, all right, so I'm going to schedule a calendar invite. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, I'm the, yeah. I,
0: can't, I cannot. Wait, okay, so through, <laughs> your, through your organizational process, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. do you think it, during those times that you block off time for, like, to be, et cetera. Do you think that has helped you or helped you to be more creative oh, yeah. or to find that creative space for yourself?
2: Yeah. Cause I have on my calendar, um, research entries for the day. And during that time, I'll go and see what's hot, what's trending. If I have any emails or any stories I think are dope, you know, who did what, who's doing who I got my news apps open, you know? So You should always put out things, especially you know, calendar management. Always block out in my world as a creative when you're going to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I start
1: that
0: time,
2: yeah. Like if that
1: leads us into our next question, like with best practices, I think that's a great practice to do. Yeah, block out that kind of time.
2: Like if I, like if I start, if I say, okay, I'm going to start looking for stories around the time that I start writing. Well, then that's an hour. Now, what if there's nothing happening, you know, like what if there's nothing interesting that I'm like, okay, there is nothing going on right now that I'm even remotely want to write about. At least I'm prepared to write something personal or write Mm -hmm. something introspective, you know, but I feel like it's always important. And then using your reminders apps to put in the stories that you found the day a lot of people do not use their cell phones effectively it really drives me crazy i
1: I think i overuse my phone like that i need to like it's crazy because for all these things i feel like that's why i'm so glued to my phone yeah i will put those kind of reminders or use this timer i don't know my phone is like so a part of me that it might as well get that type of use out of it
2: it really annoys me that people are spending twelve hundred dollars to take nudes is yeah. this what you're doing with your money? Like, I'll say to someone, someone said to me, oh, I don't use my calendar. I don't even, I had to delete that app off my phone. What?
0: I, yeah, that I can't. I can't. Oh,
2: I, I, felt, I felt just dirty.
0: I'm, I'm so done. I can't. Jamari, Jamari, like, we need to keep it right here. But-
1: right. Right. We did want to ask because you say you have these moments of where, like, you know, if nothing's happening mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you think of introspection. But what else helps you to stay inspired and creative when you have, like, those lapses?
2: My life. Um, it, I
1: mean, I believe that.
2: <laughs> like, usually I'll I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking about things, trying to solve things, trying to figure things out. And usually my brain post together the best entries because, or I'll have a conversation with someone and I'll get that, like, oh, I should talk about this. Like, I always have these great conversations with friends. And this
1: is why you were not good in fractions because you were good in logic. Like, you see what you said, Okay. Like
2: All right. Just blew my whole top off. I, okay. <laughs> I like that. What? <laughs> I'm about to write that down. Um, feel free, Feel free. This is about to be a quote. Right, right. Um, No, but usually I'll write something. If I have nothing to write about, there's nothing in entertainment that's interesting. It's just all about just, there's inspiration everywhere. I find inspiration everywhere. I'll find inspiration walking down the street. I'll find inspiration just by someone else's issues. You know, that's what an yes. artist is.
1: To me, I, That's what I was going to say. To me, those are the very true creatives. Yeah. Like yes. I, I'm an
2: artist, you know, yes. and yes. that's where I find inspiration. So I love this. yeah, like this whole conversation is inspiration. Like everything is, there's inspiration, there's creativity in everything. Just look, look for it. Expand your mind, expand your horizons, you know?
0: We are feeling this energy, Jamari. We are here for it. Okay. So we are almost coming to the end, but we have a few more things we got to get to know about you. So the next thing is, where do you see yourself next year or in five years? Like what's next with Jamari Fox? What's next for your brand?
2: I want to say that I want to see myself living in a mansion, you know, (laughs) with butlers and maids. Yes. And being driven everywhere, and if you, if anyone yeah, even sure asks, if anyone even asks me to take the MTA, I will block them for a week. Uh, <laughs> um, but seriously, no, I want to. What I would love to see for myself is sp- sponsorships, partnerships, uh, being able to live comfortably, being able to say, you know what, three thousand dollars—that's nothing. Drop it, you know. Mm. Uh, being able to ins- keep on inspiring my community. Uh, you know, just rising in right. my field as a creative content, a, cre- a content creator, you know?
0: Yes, yeah, Jamari
1: Fox, a household name.
2: Right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. the
0: household name. I'm here for all of it. I love right. that.
2: And, and ultimately what I would love to do is I would love, so I love Insecure. That is one of my favorite shows. I think it's brilliant and it causes conversation. Yes, speak on it. I'm all caught up. I'm all
0: here, here for it. Oh, finally. the
2: right. What is the shade? It's the shade for me. I, people, like when people tell me they haven't watched Insecure, I'm often questioning.
0: A lot of things. Yeah. Right.
2: But I would like to make an Insecure for gays. Ooh. And the, the things that we deal with and the things yes. that the conversations Hello, that we have,
0: HBO, you hear that.
2: Yes, HBO, yeah. let's have a conversation. <laughs> you know, that's that's that can what
1: definitely I be a spinoff in its own, like, yes.
2: oh, right? Issa, call me.
1: What up? You heard it here first non corporate girls with the exclusives, Rihanna.
2: You could drop some sponsorship money on that too, since we're a billionaire <laughs> and all, you know, since we're billionaireing now.
0: I can't with the plan. And we're I from
2: and we're, and we're from the same island. You know, we should we should link. Have your people call my people.
1: Y'all are basically cousins. That
2: right. Oh, we, listen, if I ever found out that we were cousins, it's on.
0: It's a wrap. <laughs> All right. So we always do a hashtag obsessed with here on the pod. So do you have a hashtag hashtag obsessed with you want to share with
2: us? Um. I was going to say my cell phone, but I feel like that's really, really off. So what I'm going to, I'm going to plug WordPress. Uh, WordPress has been my home ever since I started my my journey into writing and expressing Mm -hmm. myself. They have been amazing. They have um, widgets and apps that continue to help me be a voice to the people. And I'm obsessed with that program because it's what's made me. You know, I could have said phones and other things, but I think the important thing is what, what has brought me here. And I'll say that I'm obsessed with WordPress because I keep going back to it. Nothing, nothing compares to WordPress. Oh
1: yeah. WordPress so. is the OG and
2: they just It keep is editing. the OG. The OG. Like- I they, remember
0: when I had to teach myself how to build my own WordPress. Well, so
2: right, right. And, it was like, WordPress. it was like MySpace.
0: <laughs> yes, it was like the
1: advanced mind space. And I feel like WordPress has made it very intuitive and like encouraging for people to see that they can do it themselves. Can but I it. can I cheat
2: and just put in one more thing?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm gonna put in one more thing since I mentioned it just now. But I am obsessed with where Insecure is going for this final season and all about growth. Last week's episode about parenting should have scared people. <laughs>
0: I think it did scare some people. It did. And but it, it triggered a lot of others. Oh yeah, the but, trigger.
2: But one thing I will say, what I'm obsessed with is the brilliance that is Issa Rae's mind and being able to create a show that creates conversation. And it's that real that we're actually saying, so Issa did and Molly was, and it's like, they don't even, they're not even real, but they're real to us because the yeah. show is so real.
0: Yeah. Right. So Not I'm obsessed so well. with
2: the direction because Insecure's direction this season is all about growth. And I feel like for 2021, a lot of us grew. So we're about to step into 222, mm-hmm. 2 The year of the dudes. Right. About to kill it because if, if people learn from the pandemic and having to sit down and actually see themselves, they took all those lessons to bring into this year, which was a transitional year, I feel yes um, but let's hope and pray that next year is the year that blessings are brought abundance is met
0: yes from yes, the yes, to yes. god's ears let's that's do it. this
2: that's it that's all i'm saying Ooh,
0: that was a word
2: <laughs> i love that i love that so much
0: all right so we gotta shift gears and we have a little game that we like to close out the episode with so I'll i'm excited right yes
1: yeah, so i call this one a pop of pop culture with jamari fox
2: Ooh, my favorite
1: so it's just a couple of, um, you know, little this and that's and just trying to get your wavelength on, on um, these little scenarios.
2: My favorite.
1: <laughs> I'll start with Netflix or Hulu.
2: Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Netflix only because I watch that more than I do Hulu, even though Hulu has some great programming I on it. They do have some dope programming. But it looks I,
1: like Queen Sugar on it, but- I, Right,
2: I and it took them forever to put that last season on I was like, what the hell? But I'll say Netflix. Well, Hulu is a very close second for me.
1: I know, that's why I had to make this hard. <laughs> I know,
2: I know. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> okay, Daytime TV- a daytime TV show or a night show if you, you were given the opportunity to host one?
2: Oh, my God, nighttime, because that could be my most ratchet. Oh,
1: hell yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I All don't right. want to
2: appeal to, like...
1: I could see you in the nighttime, too. Yeah, me, too. You're yeah. not from a daytime crowd. No, okay, These no. kids, they, their parents would be writing to these networks
0: or crazy.
2: I, I, don't, I don't want to have someone...
0: Honey, I need you to turn the music down. Jamari Fox is on. No. I, I can but however, I will say though, I could totally see you being a media personality covering some type of news coverage in the daytime.
2: I, yeah, I can I can see that, but I, I feel like me, I'm night. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like like the, the Jamari
0: night. Fox show.
2: Yeah, like I feel like it'd be night, we could be raw, uncut, like
0: yes, yeah. like our studio Hall 3.0.
2: A, on HBO, I want cursing, I want everything.
1: <laughs> yes I love that I love that who is your to die for interview
2: oof uh jeez there's like two uh, hell three popped in my head okay so one mm-hmm. Rihanna obviously I, I, uh, I, mean, I want
1: to know what the, the follow ups were too <laughs> since you said it was only three like who are they
2: uh, Issa Rae mm-hmm. uh-huh. and Tyler Perry
1: what that's
2: different you call yeah. me on okay. how come tyler perry because he has just created his own community uh-huh. and i think that he's brilliant with that he's brilliant at making programming that his community is very into listen they will cut you for even dissing anything, yeah, tyler perry. yeah, yeah
0: no. but he's he has a, cool. he has
2: he's, a, a cool he's a billionaire Mm-hmm. You know, I see that. yeah, he's a billionaire. I would love to pick his mind and pick his brain and see. Like, he writes all his shows, he directs all his shows. You know, I would love to just wiggle the hats. Yeah, like, I want to know, like, how are you even doing this? How are you, like, how, what does your day look like? What does your calendar look like? Come mm-hmm. on, Tyler, take us in.
0: Tyler, you hear that?
2: And then <laughs> Oprah. Of, of, of everyone course, does. everyone okay. wants to interview <laughs> Oprah.
1: I want Oprah to interview me. Okay, like, okay. Delilah, let's talk. Right, like I just don't have a candid combo. Right. <laughs> All right. So under those time.
2: trees in the forest.
1: Yes, <laughs> in her backyard. Why? Like, in her, her backyard. backyard. Let's talk about that part. But okay. That's my wraparound porch. I, okay.
2: I feel like I would set up a tent back there and just sleep. <laughs> It just looks peaceful. It looks peaceful.
1: <laughs> no, Oprah's Oprah's land is a vibe. Like, it's her land.
2: <laughs> and don't she have, like, pigs? Or was that Meghan Markle? I can't even remember. Like, don't she got animals or something? Or was that the... Or Meghan Markle's farm? I don't know. But I, I Oprah's Oprah situation looks peaceful as fuck. Agreed.
1: I, I want to put in a manifest that I go go to one of her um, tea parties or, like, dinners that she do.
2: You better invite me.
1: And God. me. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna make sure I get a plus two. Right, (laughs) so who do you feel is killing it on social media currently? Oh, Jesus, (laughs) killing it hasn't a compliment, okay? (laughs) Because I know where your body's going.
2: Can I be 100 with you?
1: I want you to be 1000.
2: I want to say a controversial statement. I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. Okay. Uh, Actually, no, let me not say the controversial statement. I like creative social medias.
1: Okay.
2: I really like Halle Berry's social media. Really? I I love Halle Berry's social media because Halle Berry is so transparent and just so her on her social media. Mm -hmm. I digs that. Anyone who knows how to create stories, who knows how to give me a story, I am for it. So Halle Berry and myself, because let me tell you something, (laughs) every day I give give my audience a story. Okay. I make creative stories. I try to be as transparent. My thing is being transparent. I like people who just let you in and say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling good today. Or- I'm having a bad day. Like I'm over Oh, look at me chilling with this celebrity. <laughs> like right. what? You know what I mean? But we know nothing about you. Just we just know who you're hanging with. Like I want to know you. Who are you? What are mm-hmm. you feeling today? What is your spirit like today? What what is what inspired you today? What what made you piss the the fuck off? Like what? What blew your top off? Like those are the things I want to know. And some people and different people in my community are really dope at doing that, mm-hmm. but I—I'll just say Halle Berry because, y- yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> no, I'm gonna check it out now. Now I'm in, just, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So on that flip side, who can be using it better?
2: Ninety-five <laughs> percent of social media. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not gonna have the shade. I—I have a feeling <laughs> you uh, ain't wrong though. Uh,
2: uh, no, mm-hmm. I'm so. Like-
1: like just about everybody.
2: <laughs> I'm so tired of people flexing on social media and then news at 11. images. News at 11, blah, 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 caught up in scam. Like what? I, I liked those pictures. You know, I'm so tired of that story. I'm just so tired of, I'm tired of like 95% of people on social media. It's the same story. Same thing every day. Give me something oh, else, yeah. folks.
1: We hear you. And on that note, we'll go to the next question. What network? <laughs> what network station would you want to be featured on? First? HBO, baby! Yes. I love home box office. Right. Yes.
2: HBO okay. Max, all day, every day. Hey,
1: okay. You heard? We'll tag them. We're going to tag on this post. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, who would you choose to be a co-host with?
2: Ah, uh, Yanni.
1: Oh, no, that's,
2: no, no, no. That's stealing y'all's brand. Okay, not Yanni. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. she to be
1: available for editing.
2: No, 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 no. no. Y'all are a duo. I don't do that. So we're not going to do that.
1: But that's a different, that's a different like conversation with you. Like it'll be a different brand.
0: would no, no, no. It would be. It totally would be. Honestly,
1: Ayana, Ayana's like, you're not going to take away her co-host <laughs> opportunity. No, no, because you know <laughs> what?
2: I don't ever want to do something like that. I think that's disgusting. So honestly, if I was going to do a co-host situation, what I would do is I would have a roundtable discussion with both of you, me, and other people, and a celebrity guest every week to talk, Ooh, to talk, to talk, yes. talk.
1: I like, like the show. Can we do this? I want. Yes. I would like
2: that. Like I, that's what I would aspire to. Having something where it's me, and a roundtable discussion, yeah. and a celebrity guest. I want. I, I want love the that. I love and it. you can
0: and you can change it out. You can have different guests. Exactly. Come on, yeah. Exactly. No, that sounds dope. Yeah. Bring that to fruition.
2: I want that. I want that.
1: Okay. I want that for you too.
2: Thank
0: you. <laughs> I want that for us. Yes. <laughs> I want all the
2: abundance. What did
0: um? What did Kelly say last week? She said everyone that I associate myself with is thriving in abundance.
2: Boom! I loved it.
0: Endlessly, endlessly, endless
2: abundance. Because she wanted, yes. she wanted Lawrence to know we. Yes. Think, she ain't thinking about you, baby.
1: Right, <laughs> right, at all. It was with,
2: with with your with your you know child that you shouldn't have had, but that's a whole other story. Anyway next question Man,
1: dead. okay moving on past the shade um, <laughs> if not media then what uh,
2: oh That's this is great this, this is all
1: media jobs yeah like if you like media is off the table then what
2: she's <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> a socialite <laughs> Associate, yeah, like okay, I can't because <laughs> I yes, can't. Some with Paris Hilton, Say that I
1: was just gonna say that. <laughs> Paris, Paris, though she to me she's like the ultimate because socialite. Life. Seriously, like, like, my time.
2: No, like, no, 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 all black, everything. Lori Harvey. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, all you know
1: what? I just I just discovered Lori Harvey maybe in the last five years. Right, it's
2: right. that?
1: Like Paris, Paris has been out here.
2: I'm gonna say a controversial statement: Kim Kardashian. Oh, okay. Only yeah. because, only because Kim has taken how her she brand. It? <laughs> no, well, I was gonna say I feel like Kim took a page from her book. Right. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Right, and Kim. Kim is the ultimate socialite, you know? Well, Paris
0: was around. Wasn't Paris around first?
2: Paris was the first one. And then Mm -hmm. Kim came and was like, well, here you go. I'm taking that crown. So you go right over there. Thank you very much. Exactly. So Kim Kardashian. And I'm very fascinated with how Kris Jenner has literally molded these girls (laughs) to where they need to be. Kris Jenner is a multimedia maven. If I don't even know if that's what it is, I think but
1: maybe sounds like a compliment. She's like a beast. Like, yeah,
2: she's a, a she's a dragon. Yeah, she okay. is. Okay, all right. <laughs> she is. So Kim Kardashian, and if Paris wants to tag along, she could tag. Along.
0: I'm done. Not the tag along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Okay.
2: Well, but but <laughs> she's also okay. Continue. <laughs> go go she's ahead. Also go ahead. What? She's she said some sketchy things. Allegedly, back in the day about you know the I'm culture. Sure she I'm so, of
0: course.
2: So I don't. I mean, it was on on video, YouTube. It you know. So I don't know how I would feel hanging with someone that has has said that. Even though Kim Kardashian probably is not any better, but I feel like Kim is a di- yeah. You know what? Move on.
0: <laughs> okay. Either way, a socialite.
2: Yeah. A socialite. There we go. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, this has been entertaining.
2: It was very fun. I was, I'm, I'm very into this. My first ever podcast interview. Thank you, ladies, so much for making it amazing.
0: Thank you. You're the amazing one. And we're just so honored that you were able to bless us with your presence. So at the beginning of the episode, Delilah introduced you. We want you to introduce yourself to everyone. Tell them who you are and where they can
2: find you. So everyone listening, uh, my name is Jamari Fox. I run the website insidejamarifox.com. Uh, you can find me on my various social medias at Fox on Instagram and Twitter. My tagline is taking you real deep because when you come to my website, I'm gonna take you real deep. I'm gonna take you real deep into my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my horniness and anything else that I feel is expressive And I hope that you stick around uh, because I would love to have you join me on this journey of mine.
0: Yes. On the fly. I was feeling that. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, Delilah, any final words? No, just make sure that you
1: guys tune in and listen to this whole episode. We're so happy to have you, Jamari. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. It was wonderful.
2: Thank yes. you. No, I got to say you ladies have know, I'm going to give you guys, give you both your roses. You guys have a platform that I think is super dope. You guys are basically letting people know, you know what? We're working at these 9 to 5s and 5 to 9s, but we uh we want to do something bigger in the background and keep at it, you know? You are sh- Listen, when you're in corporate, you're struggling emotionally and different things, but
1: yo, you ain't lying. <laughs>
2: You know, we feel you, we're here for you, we're the voice for you. You ladies are the voice oh, for the so for much. the generations to come and the generations now, and even the generations before, because there are some people in managerial positions that are struggling because they can't be who they wanna be. And now we're in this apocalypse of people leaving jobs and quitting because right. they're mm-hmm. tired of the five yes. the nine to five and the five to nine gig. But I think you ladies are dope just having this platform for people to tune in. Even though it's girls, I feel men can also take something from this. 100%. 100%.
0: hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means everything to us. And You're welcome. On <laughs> that note, we're so out. Peace.
1: Bye. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Non-Corporate Girls Podcast. We're headed back into our 9 to 5 tomorrow, but don't forget your are 5 to 9. I'm Delilah, and you can follow me at Miss Delilah C.
0: And I'm Ayana. Follow me at the underscore Aya underscore brand. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Non-Corporate Girls on your favorite streaming platform and sign up to our newsletter to stay in the know. Until next time.